Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, I was trying to go for something uh, see there on the end. How's everybody? Oh, great. Great. Beaming. Beaming. Yes. So happy. Uh, last week, Screen Rant recognized us as one of the top podcasts for Disney fans. We, wow. Yay. Guys, congratulations. It is huge thanks to you guys as well as our producer, Bruce and editor Paul, you guys all make the show amazing. So thank you. And congrats to you too, Jeffrey. Woohoo! We we yeah. were number two. We're we're hoping, you know, if next year there's a runoff, maybe maybe we'll get up to number one. But number two, we were <laughs> number I was two. So you know happy. what? Number two is the new number one. Everyone is saying so. Hundred yeah. percent. And to be described like as giddy optimists is yeah. that's going in my new Instagram bio update. So. <laughs> There you also go. abundantly refreshing that'll be yes. my new instagram bio <laughs> and no one has ever accused me of being either of those things so yeah <laughs> i'll take it though i will definitely take it and thanks to all of our social friends who yeah. supported us like i mean we were so excited to share the news and thank you for reveling with us on the twitter and the instagram so thank twitter. you big love so to fun. all the fans Woo-hoo. and the listeners we love you Yes. One of the ways that we are very, very, very lucky at Disney is sometimes we get early access to things. So they unlocked a few more episodes of High School Musical, the musical, the series for me to watch. I don't know about you guys. And so, of course, immediately I was like, oh, yes, please. And watched. I think I'm now through episode six. So everyone, it it just keeps getting better. So please, I cannot wait. Seb sings The Climb, which is not a spoiler in any way, but honestly like they're very emotional i got a little clumped so love that song Uh, and a disney movie so there you go (laughs) love that disney plus oh and speaking of disney plus coming up on the show the one the only the disney fan legend john stamos talking about big shot talking about how he got the disneyland sign into his backyard (laughs) so much more giving me a a really really hard time (laughs) yes (laughs) which we love we love, we love here on this podcast. It's just that you know everyone. So if John Stamos is giving you a hard time, that's a good sign. Fair enough. I, I, we do go back a, a while. So uh, he's uh, one of the best. And also unlocked Cruella, which I completely enjoyed. And mm-hmm. the fashion was, it blew my mind, blew my mind. I also got a sneak peek as well. Mm. And yeah. RT on the fashion, but mm. just how it was, <laughs> Put together and the story oh i cannot wait for all of you to kind of get in now on this origin story it will blow your mind it's so good amazing well what else well a little bit of a humble brag but yes my team at good morning america was nominated for another daytime emmy award this week Yay! congratulations so That's amazing. cool so fun to be nominated an honor to be nominated as they say but the daytime emmys are june 25th so especially in the last year producing live tv 80 90 percent remotely has been mm-hmm. quite a journey mm-hmm. so hats off to our team especially the year that we've had and we've been in so wow mm. congrats congratulations so Thank well you guys. Deserved. Mm. sherry 
Well, you guys, as you know, I feel like I've been engaged since we started this podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <But> fair. <laughs> our wedding's finally coming up. So we had our joint bachelor, bachelorette getaway weekend, mm -hmm. and our friends planned a survivor themed afternoon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was the best. I, I cried. One of our friends dressed like Jeff Probst. He even had the cargo shorts, the, like fishing shirt, the baseball cap, the mannerisms. It felt like Jeff was there. It was amazing. We did all kinds of activities. We split into tribes, competed. My tribe didn't win, but that's okay because we all won because we all competed in a survivor-like challenge, which is like the best reward for someone like me. It was our friend also cut like a survivor trailer with all of the attendees. So I'm going to post that on what? social sometime soon. It's so good. That's amazing. So good. Uh, uh, well, and thank Hulu for get, keeping you up to speed on every way to survive Survivor. Yes. Yes. I got to get back on a new season. If anyone out there has another season wreck, please DM me. I'm always on the lookout for more Survivor. Woo. Well, onto the news. And speaking of survivors, this new group of Marvel characters have survived for a very long time. See what nice. I did there? They are the Eternals. And studios dropped a trailer and a poster this week, directed by Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao. Ooh. My jaw was on the floor the entire trailer. It looks epic, spectacular. And it just shows that Chloe can really do anything because Nomadland was so intimate feeling. And this just feels, well, I, I'm sure there's incredibly great character development like there are in all the Marvel movies. This just, the scope of this was just mm -hmm. unbelievable. That I, It was so serious. And there was like all, like it was just felt super dramatic. And then at the end, there's one of those hilarious payoff moments where I, at least I burst out laughing. So if you have not caught it, you can find it on Marvel Studios' YouTube page. And Eternals opens November 5th. Oh, that's just around the corner. Mm. <laughs> well, I've got more great news for fans of cool things. <laughs> the Cruella soundtrack and score albums are now available from Walt Disney Records. Woo! Ooh. We have talked about this song on the podcast before, mm -hmm. but Call Me Cruella by Florence and the Machine is so good there's a new lyric video available now on disney music vivo youtube you can also check out a new music featurette on walt disney studios youtube emma stone emma thompson and the only person involved with the film whose name isn't emma director craig gillespie the three of them discuss how music is integral to the film so check it out all the music things all the great songs the great score the great movie is in theaters this friday and also on Disney Plus with Premiere Access. Woo! Yeah. I cannot say enough how great that movie is. Well, they continue to put a spell on us all these years later. Who do you think I I'm like talking about? There. <laughs> <laughs> the Sanderson sisters are yes. back yes. with the announcement that Hocus Pocus 2 is set to go into production with Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy are all reprising their original roles in the live-action comedy Hocus Pocus 2, the sequel to Disney's Yay. 1993 Halloween cult classic Hocus Pocus, of course. It premieres exclusively on Disney Plus in 2022. Well, premiering this summer, Mysterious Benedict Society and Disney Plus just dropped a new trailer for the original series. It is, of course, based on the best-selling books by Trenton Lee Stewart. The trailer, I mean, Tony Hale and Christian Shaw, like all you need to, to know yes. are those two <laughs> things. And 
Kristen Schaal, just, I laugh. Her delivery is just so brilliant. And Tony Hale, I mean, Forky, it doesn't get any better. Of course, it's about four gifted orphans who um, are recruited by the very peculiar Mr. Benedict for a very dangerous mission to save the world. Wow. Did you know, What? real quick, at yeah. the last D23 Expo, I got to interview Tony Hale and he saw how cold I was in the Expo Hall and he lent me his jacket. For the entire time he was on the press line, he was such a nice, like, genuine man. We love His jacket also smelled really good. It was the best. (laughs) Well, maybe we can get him on the show. We would love to have him. He's one of my favorite Tonys as well. Tony Hale. Uh, (laughs) I mean, Tony Tony is a pretty great name. It's pretty good. (laughs) Cannot wait to watch it June 25th on Disney+. And then a little further off, but still very fun. Zombies 3, we already talked about how uh, it was coming back and they just announced a few new cast members. Very exciting because I'm a big, as you know, High School Musical, the musical, the series fan. So Matt Cornette from that show is on it and has joined the cast. Kira Tantau and newcomer Terry Hu all just joined and they're all coming together for the third installment of the Zombies franchise. So production kicks off on May 31st and a premiere date not yet announced, but looking forward to seeing it sometime in the near future. Love it. Well, for all you bookworms out there, Shop Disney has debuted the Buy a Book, Give a Book program. To inspire the love of storytelling, Shop Disney guests will discover a wide variety of Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, or Nat Geo books on the site. And each purchase, get this, unlocks a donation to the nonprofit First Book. Disney Publishing, ah, that's pretty cool. Disney Publishing has donated over 82 million books to First Book. Over the last two decades, that's a lot of books. And you can read more at shopdisney.com for the latest on buy a book, give a book. Love that. That's Hmm. so cool. Well, I've got some big news on the West Coast. Disneyland Hotel has a reopening date. Hooray! Write this down in your calendars. If you even keep a physical calendar or just type it into your phone. July 2nd, it is reopening with limited capacity. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Jeffrey has a calendar. I do have a real calendar. I'm old school. (laughs) And I give a virtual one too. Love that. Reservations are now open for the landmark AAA Four Diamond Hotel. The Fantasy Tower is going to be the first Disneyland Hotel Tower to reopen. Very fitting. There is new upholstery, new fabrics. There's a fun new fireworks pattern in the carpet. And this is super cool. The corridor flooring features new patterns that are actually inspired by the art of the amazing Mary Blair. Mm. Yes. With graphic elements that recall the lands each tower is named for. Oh, nice. And of course, there is no Disneyland Hotel without Trader Sam's. Oh. Tangaroa Terrace, the coffee house, they're also all reopening with the hotel. Oh, can't wait. I love Trader Sam's. You could have led with the Trader Sam's and I would have been like, done. Like, big, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm in. That's enough. <laughs> so excited. So excited. <laughs> Me too. Well, you know what time it is. Tell us. Time for Trader Sam's? Oh, soon. <laughs> but for right now. It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For more details and complete listings, visit D23.com. Tony, what's up first? Well, get ready for takeoff, y'all, because (laughs) Launchpad launches onto Disney Plus premiering Friday, May 28th. The series is made up of six live action short films based on the theme Discover, from a generation of dynamic new storytellers. 
And and we both got to watch those a a few weeks ago, Tony, and they're some really, really great innovative filmmaking there. Yeah, it's it's just very unique perspectives on really great stories. And you can Mm -hmm. tell that the direction these storytellers go is really inspiring and inclusive. Yep, Mm. yep. Well, on Saturday, May 29th at 4.55 in the afternoon, and again on Sunday, the 30th at 2.15 on FXM Spy. I love Melissa McCarthy. I find her endlessly hilarious in this movie. This was one of those movies I watched on a plane, which was probably a mistake because I was laughing so loud that like rows or like behind me, many rows behind me were like, is something wrong with him? (laughs) And while that answer is probably also yes, I was laughing a lot. Very funny. Another fantastic thing to watch this weekend, really any weekday, any weekend, any time of year, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's on Disney+. Plus. It is, I think, my favorite Marvel movie. It's so funny. And it has, I love Gamora. I love Groot. Peter Quill, he's so funny. I love the soundtrack. Check it out, Disney+. Plus. Also coming up this weekend, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Check it out. Such a good movie on Sunday, May 30th at 6.15 on Freeform. So good. Love the princess scene. Uh, I love yes. the princess scene. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it's such, such, such a good movie. And on 30th, a new episode of Pose. We're coming up on the series finale. So things are, are really uh, ramping up on that show. Love it. I'm a huge fan. Billy Porter, MJ Rodriguez, uh, India Moore, all of them. So uh, tune in on Sunday, May 30th at 10 p.m. Love that. You know what, you guys? That was abundantly refreshing. Those oh, <laughs> much like you. Oh, I love your giddy optimism. Oh, <laughs> and likewise, my friends. <laughs> On to our guest. This man's resume reads like a Disney A to Z entry. He starred on ABC series like General Hospital, Full House, and Jake in Progress. He stole the show as Chef Louie in The Little Mermaid Live. Mm. He's appeared on the Disney Family Singalong, Mickey's 90th Spectacular, and Disneyland 60, The Wonderful World of Disney. He now stars on the Disney Plus series Big Shot, and he rivals Jeffrey for the Disney Geek title. And let's face it, sorry, Jeffrey, John wins. Welcome to the show, John Stamos. Thank you. Woo! Hey, I've never said Disney so many times in an introduction. <laughs> how, long have, how long have you guys had this podcast going? Uh, coming up on two years now. And, and now is the first time I get to be on here? It's taken you two years, Jeffrey. All the times you and I have spent together, the friendship that we built over the years, two years in. You uh, you know what? Let, I got an idea. Let's bring Stamos on. He might be interesting about Disney. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey. We had to get it fine-tuned just for you. We need to make sure we were in the best possible place. All right. Well, I'm done talking to you. Tony, okay. uh, <laughs> I know that you would have had me on sooner because... Moving on. Are you guys are you guys as, as freaked out about Disney as uh, we are? Oh yeah. I mean like oh like light loving Disney. Oh yeah. yeah. Freaked Sorry. out in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I always have a hat and a baby Yoda within reach here, my desk. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. John, we were neck and neck back when I was doing Disney Geek and we chatted on the uh, inaugural cruise of the Disney Dream. You did say Jeffrey, do you have the Disneyland sign in your backyard? And that is when I had to concede the title to you forever. But I, I love the story of the Disneyland sign. Can you regale my, my fellow pod hosts with that? I would be happy to regale. eBay was just starting. So however many years that was, 15 maybe years ago. And Disney, I can't remember who was running things over there, but they said, let's get rid of all this crap we have in these warehouses. I'm like, great. Uh, cause, but I said, I want to be a collector like, like you. And he said, well, what do you like? And I said, Disney. 
And so that's when it sort of started. So Disney decided to auction off a bunch of stuff, and the sign was the, f- the first thing out there. And it was, again, it was the beginning of eBay, and it was a whole deal. And I saw it in the papers and everything. I said, oh, my God. So I went on there, and at the opening bid was like 36000 or something. I was like, well, that's not even as much as an expensive car. I'm going to put a bid in. You know, I put it in. Forgot about it. And then, you, you know, and then more press came out. It was like Michael Jackson wanted it. It was going to go for a million dollars. And I just didn't think about it. And then I was like, wait a minute, what happened? It was like 12 days or something. And I went on and checked on eBay, and it was like, I was the winner. <laughs> like, winning bid. I'm like, what, what do you mean winner? I just, and it was like there was, you know, 20 minutes left. I kept refreshing, refreshing. I called my business manager. Said, I, I'm some, maybe Michael Jackson will save me here, but I think I might be ending up with this sign. Each letter is 14 by 8, and, you know, I don't know what I, I don't know. Okay. And then, sure enough, boom, I won, and I was like, what the heck? I don't think I really got it until, you know, until I saw cranes coming in the backyard lifting these letters. So it's always been sort of a, you know, super cool thing to, to have, right? I mean, they auctioned off a bunch of other stuff. I think I got some stuff. But back then, you know, I didn't even have room for it. There was like, oh, you want to get a Peter Pan? I don't know. I don't have room. And silly. Um, and then Michael Jackson called me at one point. He was with a friend. He said, hi, John. I really dig your stuff. I remember him saying that for some reason. I want to come see the sign. We should go to Disneyland someday, you know. I didn't take him up on the offer, but um, I did say the message This is the craziest story. I think I've ever heard. Yeah. So I have it here, and then I just moved, and so it's it's here. They asked for it back. I think it was the new guy recently. What's his name? Really sweet guy. That Josh tomorrow. Yeah, Josh. And- he got a hold of me a while ago, and he said he wanted to borrow it just to do like as a gift to the cast. I guess I think he was going to put it up like backstage and have people take pictures with it. I said sure, but it didn't happen. That, I love Josh. I saw him the other day or a couple of weeks ago at um, Animal Kingdom. He, I bet you the cast members love him, right? I mean, he is such a good, open, sweet man. and, and a, a, He's he great. He was job. on the podcast before you, actually. He was? I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Sorry, <laughs> he John. was on the podcast before me? Yeah, of course he was, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey said it, not me. I love that we have Disneyland signage inventory over there, John. That's great. The, but, I'll tell you about my new, my la- I think it's one of my latest buys, and it's the coolest thing I think ever. Is I got Walt Disney's phone. The, the candlestick one that wow. was up in his office above the firehouse there. He did a photo shoot for Life magazine. Do you guys remember it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do, Jeffrey. I think we talked about it. But um, it's he's holding this phone and the kids are running around. It's really cool. <laughs> really, my son picks it up once. Hello, Walt. Walt. Hello, Walt. Mr. Disney. I love that. Well, John, let's talk Big Shot real quick. We are loving Big Shot. Marvin is such a different character for you. So I'm curious what appealed to you about the show and the script that you got. Well, first of all, when you get a call saying that David Kelly is going to make you an offer for his new show, you go, let's go. I don't care what it's about. Basketball? Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me think about that because <laughs> I'm not a sports guy. But just the David Kelly of it all was, made sense. And then I read it and, I was, and it was, yeah, what you're saying. I, I just thought about this. I read it and I was like, why do they want me for this guy? Like, you know, it was originally Brad Garrett was working with David E. Kelly and Dean Laurie, who runs our show. And he pitched them this idea of a grumpy, big old coach who gets ousted from the NCAA and has to teach in an all-girls private high school. And it was called The Big Ugly. That was the original title. They developed for ABC. It didn't go. And then when Disney Plus started up, I think some of the executives said, hey, you guys know any old scripts laying around that, you know, that might be good for our... And they dug this out. You know, by the way, as soon as I took it, I said, we're going to change the title from Big Ugly to... And actually, Big Shot was, was mine. But I read it. I was like, that's 
really? Let's let me talk to David about this because I didn't see myself in the role, to be honest with you. And and like I, I would have been the only actor on the planet to talk himself out of a role, you know, with David E. Kelly. But when I walked in and he was just incredible. I mean, he's a you know obviously a genius. He's a savant too, and he remembered me auditioning for him like twenty years earlier for you know one of his law shows or something. I said, How do you remember that? Hmm. And he said, here's why I want you, because first of all, you could go a little harder than most actors can because, you know, I bring to it, a, 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 you know, whatever I bring to it. So it's so that softens the guy a little bit because you have to be able to watch this guy for a while. And secondly, he said, when you walk in a room, you have that thing. And that's what Marvin has. He, he's a star. He walks into a room and everybody looks and, and, you know, you have that. I said, oh, OK, all right. Then I just got into it. I've been making a lot of jokes about my lack of, you know, athleticism. But the truth is that I took it very seriously. I, I knew that if I didn't pull off that first scene where I'm coaching the college guys, if I wasn't real and honest there, then the show's not going to work at all. I was just talking to Sports Illustrated. I did a lot of stuff. I mean, I, you know, I read a lot of books. I studied a lot of tapes. I went, you know, I talked about it a lot. That Jerry West, who was the, at the time, he was the manager of the Clippers and a friend of mine connected us. And so I, I went down and I said, thank you, Mr. West, for you know, having me at this rehearsal. And he said, first of all, it's called uh, practice, son. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't costumes. They're outfits. I mean, they're, 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 they're uh, uniforms. <laughs> uh, the lingo at first. But he was great. And then I just had a lot of connections to people. And uh, I just worked very hard on that part of it. We shot this show a couple of years ago. I mean, it, because of the pandemic and all oh, wow. such, you know issues that it took us a while to get it done. And, you know, during that time, we didn't know that, you know, female athletes were going to be in the headlines saying they're not treated fair, which they aren't. And a character like that coming into, you know, it could have gone terribly wrong, this show, in the wrong hands. I mean, but here's a guy who comes in very headstrong, obviously, about his thoughts on, you know, sports and women in sports. And, you know, he was basically a little bit canceled you know at that time for throwing the chair and and that's always appealed to me like a redemption story a comeback story and i think that was one that really caught me too that here's a guy who made a mistake you know it's not it's not an unforgivable mistake really but he's got to learn from it and he's got to grow and, and prove that he's a better man and who better to make me that than a bunch of high school girls and and my strange daughter so that's that's how that is <laughs> Well, you have such great chemistry with the cast, especially with Jessalyn's character, Holly. But we also love Marvin's rivalry with Miss Grint. We still have a few episodes left of the season. Yeah. But do you think Marvin might have a romantic connection with either of them? <laughs> no, I, do, I, I thought that was going to happen, Sherry, because when it first started, we were sort of snipping at each other. And I know what happens because I've seen the rest of them. But it, <laughs> we were leaning towards that. Purposely, we kept the Holly coach thing at, at bay as well. I think maybe in coming up in the in the next season or two, that could happen. Mm. But he does have a quick little fling with, because they couldn't leave me out of the romantic stuff. I told him, I said, hey, please, one show. I don't need to date anybody for a while. I mean, it's very light and it, it's part of the story, but it's the uh, drama teacher and my daughter's in the play. And so, oh. uh, and I'm a character who knows nothing about theater. I said, oh, you, you know, you, you, yeah, I don't <laughs> So... That's where it comes in. But that actress is fantastic. I think, you know, the problem, too, is that she's so in demand that I think she had to go off and do. But the girl that I have a little fling with, Kathleen, she's doing Doogie Hauser on, on Disney+. Plus. Ah, Doogie Kamealoha, I think, is yeah. the, the reboot title. There you go. And then, nice. you know, then you have the great uh, Sherilyn, who's, the Disney, who's almost as you know, crazy as all of us, Yvette Nicole Brown. She loves the Disney. Have you guys interviewed her yet? I'm sure you have. Well... We were just going to say, speaking of 
uh, guests that have been on before you. She's sort of our it, maybe our, three times. She's our I'm our tell sort myself of. I was too big for you. <laughs> it's your schedule. You're just hard to get, John. She's our unofficial fourth host, and she's been on the show a bunch of times, not to rub it in. And like Wait. you, she's a huge Disney fan. Do you guys talk Disney? Like, tell us everything. First of all, I'm sure she's hearing this right now. She watches every interview. Every, and if I don't mention her, I'm in trouble. You know, I do love her. We immediately, you know, clicked, obviously. She is a delight, as you know. And Didn't Caitlin, my wife, did she do that? Yeah, she judged Masquerade for Halloween for D23, yeah. She actually got on D23, I'm just saying. Yeah, see? She was so (laughs) bummed out because she hired this makeup person. Do you remember? And it was like she had these this outfit that was mm. could have been beautiful and i remember coming home that day and it was it was starting at whatever 12:30 and i was like at 12:15 coming in and they were out in the backyard doing the makeup prosthetics but they were like like maybe just 10% done like they still had to do everything i said you know the thing starts in 20 minutes what are you going to do oh my god and they rushed it and then she she was actually sort of crying she was like i hate the way this looks do you remember that and she was yeah she looked so good i thought she looked great but um I bet she is. Um, <laughs> she's a force, isn't she? And look at her; she's staying on brand. She's over there in Ireland doing Enchanted Two, right? Mm-hmm. That's been announced, right? Yes. Adam Shankman. She's fun. You know, we just have fun. I like to, you know, try to crack her up during the scenes, which is pretty easy. <laughs> we had a, we had a, an episode. I think I don't know if it's aired, but yeah, I think it has. Where, if the team loses, she has to kiss a pig. And so I just had like, like I had like 20 jokes about pig kissing, you know, that I just, I was off camera and she was on camera. I just kept throwing them at her. <laughs> what does pig's lips taste like? Do pigs have good, you know, she had to kiss a pig in, 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 no, but she ended up, did we win? Yeah, I think we won. She didn't have to kiss the pig. Hmm. I, what else you guys want to talk about? One of my favorite things is you told me that your love of Disney began when you were a kid and used to go to Disneyland to try to meet girls. So... Can you share that story with everyone? Because I think, you know, that, that that's an unusual way to find your way into be, into Disney fandom. Well, you know, there's a lot of roads in. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, that was mine. I grew up in Orange County, which is right near Disneyland. And we would go once a year for our birthdays or whatever, like everybody else. And then when I started getting a little older, like 15, 14, 15, 16, my best friend, again, Mike Owen, we would we'd get our, we'd save our lunch money. Because it was $5 for general admission then. And then if you had some old tickets laying around, you could do the rides. We would, you know, get a ride there and we would go as teenagers. It was just such a great place to be because it was safe and happy. And But even earlier than that, I mean, I just really feel that it started me on my creative journey and, and you know, art and expression. And I never talk about this, but there was a band there called Papa Do Run Run at Disneyland. And they were very popular and they played Beach Boy music and surf music and stuff. And I think that's really, I say it was the Beach Boys that turned me on to their music, but it was really that band. Years later, I got to play with them there, and that was like one of the greatest things I've ever got to do. Uh-huh. Um, but we would go and, and dance and listen to, you know, Papa Do Run Run. And I don't think I really did great meeting the girls back then. I don't, the idea was right. Like, oh, there's nice girls here, but they didn't. I always say, like, if I could go back to the 15 year old me, like standing in line for the Matterhorn with, you know, acne and my dad's. You know, members only jacket on and his crappy cologne. Maybe that was it, the cologne. But I'd say it's, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna you're gonna meet girls. 
gonna not gonna have to stand in line later. <laughs> Maybe and mm-hmm. uh, that, that sign, see that sign on how horrible it's gonna be in your backyard. But the point to that is, I know that that's not everybody. But the point is that if you are listening and you're you know going through those rough years, especially with social media, God, I'm so glad I didn't have that. But it is gonna be okay. Like it's you think everything at that moment in your life, and I'm sure you guys can add to this that it's everything is such a big deal and it's gonna affect your life forever. And it you know, most of it doesn't, right? I mean, do you guys, what do you think, Tony? When you were 14, 15, what was your deal? Well, I have I grew up in Orlando, so I also Disney World was my backyard, so that's where I was pretty much all the time. Yeah. So same but different for yeah. me. <laughs> well, speaking of Disney World, you were just there to mentor on American Idol. What was it like to go back to Disney World and how was it mentoring these contestants? Well, that show is brilliant. I mean, I, I like I was trying to think why there's so many talented people, kids in this world now. And it and it's, you know, most of those kids, their whole life, American Idol has been on, right? So they, they it's in their DNA and they, they've watched and they go like, oh, that, she was she's, she works at a gas station or he works at my diner or whatever and he can do that, well, so can I. And so I think it's really been a, a great inspirational show for so many people around the world. Because uh, don't you notice that? And I know it's the advent of the internet as well where you could, you know, you want to play drums, you just thing, or you want to learn how to play guitar or piano, you you'd go on YouTube and then... So there's a lot of talent, and there was a lot of talent that day. And I, when they asked me, I said, what? You want me to be a mentor? Like, I'm going to give those kids one note, and they're going to go, Stamos, we've heard you sing. Sit down. But then I was like, no, come on, man, John, you have more to, to give than that. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. And then I start thinking about what it means to be on stage and to hold the stage and to connect with the audience and maybe even find I'm also a musician so maybe finding the right key you know that will really highlight your voice or your your your, your little special notes it just came out that way so it, is Billy already a Disney fan was he with you when you went to Disney World what tell me everything I think his first Disney trip was I was doing Candlelight maybe two years ago two and a half years ago he's three now he was yeah he wasn't very old he was just a blob through most of that but he you know like the colors and stuff now he's obsessed and it took a little while I was like oh my god we're gonna have a kid who hates Disney what are we gonna do we're gonna have to give him up for adoption if he doesn't connect soon <laughs> but of course he has and you know Caitlin has this dressing bounding every day and you know it's, to be, I'm being very very honest I was sort of eh, thin enough Disney now right I mean it's it's you know I'm in my 50s maybe it's time to and then my wife comes along, who's the bigger Disney geek than all four you put together. I was like, oh, here we go again. Now we're going to propose at Disney. But it's been great. I mean, look, Caitlin was busy, and we went on, Billy and I went on It's a Small World together. And we're riding, and he's singing. And I said, this is, I've dreamed of this moment my whole, you know, as long as I can remember about having a kid and bringing him to Disneyland and Disney World and, you know, just having those special connections, finding those things that he connects to. Uh, he loves uh, Buzz Lightyear, but he but uh, Midway Mania, he's obsessed with it. And even you know, even there, like we're standing outside, and I hear Don Rickles' voice, and I'm wa- and I'm like, wait a minute. And it's just me and Billy, and I walk back, I, and we sat and watched Don do Mr. Potato Head for 20 minutes, and it, I just started crying because it was, you know, unfortunately Don didn't get to meet Billy, but he met uh, Caitlin, and he approved. But but standing there watching. You know, Mr. Potato to do those Don Rickles lines was, you know, it was just so special. I don't know if it's still there, but they would have like, hey, you lady with the red purse, you know, you know, the purse, you know, stop cutting in line or something. And you could. So and one time I went 
uh, backstage and under, a, I think it was at Disney World, and there's a computer with all these different sayings that Don had pre-recorded. And you watch on the camera, and if you see somebody with with a Mickey Mouse hat on, hey, you and a Mickey Mouse hat, you know, uh, and you would press, you know, the thing accordingly. That was pretty cool. That is. All right. We do have to wrap it up because you're a man in demand. So one last There's question. Be so many questions that you would at Disney. There were probably like, I mean, we did cut a bunch, John. We'll have to pick this up the next time we have you on the podcast. I mean, Yvette's got to come on three more times before that, but otherwise totally fine. Yeah, we got to um, wait at least two more years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to make All right. more. John, we know that you've got a lot of them, but what is your favorite Disney memory? Hmm. I do have a lot. But I'd have to say when we shot Full House at Disney World, right, that episode, and not because of the Full House of it all, although it was it was great. It was um, to be playing, you know, a dream is a wish your heart makes in front of the castle and, and just at the right time, boom, fireworks going off and choirs, you know, a moment that I'll never forget. But what made that so important, that trip, was that it was, I think it was the last time that my entire family was there at a Disney park with me. You know, it was my dad, my mom, mm. and my two sisters and me. That memory will just last. I just remember buying my dad a, a Indiana Jones hat. We both got him. We were walking around with that. And just, he would go with us once in a while to Disneyland when we were younger. But, you know, like most dads, ah, it's too hot. I want to stand alone. Mm -hmm. But he, it was great to be able to take him on that and and just watch him sort of take it all in. Because he, you know, he was not like us. He was like, he could take it or leave it. But I think being on that trip, I think he got the magic. I think he got why I loved it so much and why my family loved it so much. It was it was really special to see that. It's hmm. a great answer. That. John, always a pleasure to see you and hear I love you. you. guys. I love Sherry and Tony a little more now, Jeffrey. But... Yes. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. Share the love. But let me tell let me say one too, one other thing too. First of all, the cast members are great. I love, love, love them. I, I spend as much time as I can. And also the Disney, you know, we all come from different walks of life, different everything about us but look at the four of us are connected by disney i mean i'll, I'll run into people and you know someone's oh, i love you on full house okay thanks i love you on this okay other thing someone's like hey you're a disney fan did you ever I'm like ho, ho, stop 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 put this security <laughs> move and i'll talk to them for 20 minutes you know just a just a real fan because we're all connected right in the same way it doesn't matter again where we come from what type of person we are we're connected by uh walt and uh and the disney magic and it i don't know it just feels good to talk to a a fellow Disney geek, and I, I, I'm happy to talk to you three today. Day so made. Nice. Disney yes. geeks unite. Yes. Yes. Found the Queens of the Kingdom part, the third or sec fourth. He did about eight books. I think I have the sixth one that I'm going to try to get through tonight, um, <laughs> and uh, I'll get back to you on that one, Jeffrey. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Take care, John. Thank you Bye, so everybody. much. Bye. Bye, John. Bye. Wow, John Stamos, what a cool guy. I would love a whole stories. episode of just him and Jeffrey having their banter. <laughs> <laughs> he is fun to banter with. He is fun <laughs> to banter with, but he will always be a bigger Disney geek than me. As, as oh he... my gosh, I can't believe you admit that on air. A pretty high bar as well, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I can post that, uh, that interview from Disney Geek way back when, uh, ten years ago, I think it was when the uh, from the Disney Dream, which he he starts, he he, he I think he kicks it off. Um, but yeah, that was a very interesting oh, interview. Yeah. <laughs> he was so funny. I would love to see that. 
Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.